2 Corinthians chapter 3, beginning in verse 12. The Bible says, Seeing then that we have such hope, we use great plain, plainness of speech, and not as Moses which put a veil over his face, that the children of Israel could not steadfastly look to the end of that which is abolished. But their minds were blinded, for until this day remaineth the same veil untaken away in the reading of the Old Testament, which veil is done away in Christ. The veil is done away with in Christ. But even unto this day when Moses is read, the, the veil is upon their heart. Nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. Now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, with open face, with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord and ch are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. I want to preach just for a few moments something the Lord laid upon my heart. It's time to take off the mask. It is time to take off the mask. Of course, some of you know and some of you may not know that I do work um, outside of the ministry, outside of pastoring. I am in the public um, for, you know, 10 plus hours a day. And when this whole pandemic started, the whole COVID season started, as I'm in the public every day for five days a week, I see countless and countless of people now that the uh, when the city officials have, have mandated us to wear masks in public businesses and stuff like that, now I'm seeing everybody wear masks. And when this whole thing started, you know, people wearing masks that wanted to and all that, which is fine, but I didn't really think much about it until I started just really thinking about the mask wearing and people wearing masks. And I got to thinking about that, and I felt like the Lord in the Spirit showed me that there are people like that in the Spirit. Men, they wear masks to cover themselves, and they, they wear masks to hide their, their true self, their true identity. So what is the reasoning for a mask? Well, a mask is designed to cover your actual being or the real you. And so we are in the church uh, to say that we are in church wearing masks while we're in church, but yet nobody even sees them on us because we are covering ourselves. Has anybody ever understood the characteristics of a lion? Or has anybody heard the old saying, uh, playing possum? Well, if you look at a possum, the possum will play dead to try to keep uh, certain animals from killing the possum so it'll play dead, and normally the animals will run off. Well, if you study the characteristics of a lion, a lion does not care if you're dead or not. If you look appealing to his eyes, he will devour you. And what does the Bible say about a lion? 
that Satan is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. You can try to play possum all you want with your mask on in church. You can try to cover your true identity. You can try to hide all the things that are in your heart and in your spirit. But I come to tell you that the devil does not care if you're playing dead or not. He is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. I believe it is time to take off the mask. Because in the time that we are living in, we have got to be more real now than ever before. We ought to get right in the right relationship with God. Because I'm going to tell you once again, that the enemy doesn't care if you're playing with a mask or not. He is like a warrant lion seeking whom he may devour. And this is also found, Jesus even teaches us this in Mark chapter 7, where the Pharisees saw that the disciples were eating without washing their hands. And so the Pharisees came to uh, Jesus, and when, he, when they saw that the disciples were eating before they washed their hands, the Pharisees looked at Jesus and said, Jesus, is it, are, are your disciples not abiding by the custom that is set that they are to wash their hands before they eat. They shall not eat with unclean hands. But Jesus looked at them and called them a hypocrite. He said, you hypocrites. Why are you changing the law with your man-made customs that will fit your lifestyle and your abilities? He called them out right then. He said, you hypocrites. And if you look at the Greek definition of what a uh, hypocrite means, it means the wearing of a mask. Wow. Basically saying that you are one way, but yet you act another. Pharisees were hypocrites. Jesus called them hypocrites because they had this form of godliness, but they denied the power thereof. They wanted to have this religious look. They wanted to have this holier-than-thou look, but they were so far from God. They were hypocrites. They were masked in public. And I want to share with you that we ought to not be that way. We ought to not have that spirit in us. We ought to not be masked and, and go and act one way and then we try to live another way. Now back to 2 Corinthians. What Paul was trying to say is he is quoting from Exodus in the Old Testament when Moses was up on the mountain and he was in the presence of the Lord. And we all know the story when he went into that innermost, uh, uh, innermost presence of, the, of God. And when he came off the mount, it, it says that he covered his face with a veil because it's believed to be said that the glory of God shined so bright upon his face that he hid the glory that was shining on his face. But what Paul here in 2 Corinthians is trying to teach us, it's not the reason that, that Moses covered his face because the glory was shining. The reason that Paul is saying that Moses covered his face is because the glory was fading. And he didn't want people to see the glory fading from his face. So he covered his face with the veil. And one thing about Moses that I love, I love uh, the story of Moses, Moses' life, because we can always apply it to our life. It is so relatable to us today that Moses was afraid of insecurities. 
He had a mask of insecurity because on the inside, Moses was not bold. Moses did not feel equipped. Moses didn't feel like he had what it took to go before Pharaoh. We all know the story. And then that can be applicable to our lives. And we can relate to those things because sometimes you and I don't feel like we are equipped. We are uh, gifted enough to do the things that God has called us to do. So what do we do about it? Do we confront God? Do we go in prayer and say, God, I don't feel like I'm ready. Or God, I don't feel like I am equipped to do what you have called me to do. Why don't you fill me with what I need to do what you have called me to do? No, we take the easy way out of the situation by putting on a mask of insecurity. Because we think it's easier just to cover up the problem than to face it and deal with it. Well, as long as nobody knows I'm insecure, as long as nobody sees that I am not equipped enough or I'm not called enough or I'm not uh, having the right ability to do what God has called me, as long as I cover it up, nobody will ever know. Moses had a, a mask of insecurity. And again, we can take the easy way out and we can cover ourselves. But I'm going to tell you this. As long as you cover yourself with a mask, a spiritual mask, you will never be in the right relationship and the right place in the Lord because you are covering up what God has truly designed and you're covering up what God truly called you to do. Now also, there's another reason why a lot of people wear masks is because they are afraid of being exposed. Oh my, my. I bet y'all thinking, well, it's going to be one of them messages. Oh, Pastor, you're going to get all up in my business. No, I promise you, I'm not. But I want to actually encourage you this morning. I want to encourage you that if we will be what God has called us to be, if we will simply be true with ourselves, be true with who we are, be true in our walk with Christ, and take off the mask and let allow God in His in His Spirit and His sovereignty move in upon our lives, and that way we can live to the fullest potential that God has in store for us. And see, the reason why we don't want to take the mask off is because we don't want to be exposed. You see, we don't mind all of our strengths being exposed. We don't mind all of our capabilities, our talents, and our gifts being exposed. But we don't want our, our failures, our faults, and things that hold us back. We don't want those things to be exposed. Look at 2 Corinthians 2.11. For what man knoweth the things of a man? Save the spirit of man which is in him. Even so, the thanks of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. Nobody knows who, who you truly are on the inside except you. Nobody knows the true inside of you unless it's you. And see, again, we are one way on the inside, but when we turn around, we act another way on the outside. And the only way you're ever going to overcome that fear of, of being exposed. And see, what, what exposes things? When you are, are hidden and when things are hidden in your life and they don't want to be exposed, where are they at? They're in the darkness. They're tucked away, put back, put on the back burner, hidden, covered up. What will expose that? The light. 
Anything that is hidden, anything that is put away will eventually be exposed by the light. And see, we try to hide these things. We try to put things away. But if you're not careful, the Bible does say what is done in the dark will eventually be brought to the light. See, we go all of our lives with masks. We go all of our, relation, our, all of our times with the Lord and our relationship with the Lord with masks on. With masks. Thinking we have everybody fooled because we're hiding the things that we are ashamed of. But I'm going to tell you this one thing. You are not hiding it from God. God sees it all. God knows it all. God sees all the things that we are hiding and that we are keeping from or trying to keep from him because we can't keep it from him because he is an all-seeing eye. He is the all-knowing. It is time that we take off the mask. It is time that we remove that covering and remove that thing that is keeping us from serving God and keeping us from that, having that full potential. And the only way we're ever going to be uh, healed or, or uh, free from being exposed or fear of being exposed is when everything is brought to the light. 1 John 1 and 7. The Bible says, but if we walk in the light. Have you noticed what, there's one word I wanted you to catch, that first part of that verse. But if. Stop. Period. But if. It's not going to say the light will come. It's not going to say that, that, uh, that you're going to walk in a relationship. It says, if you. It says, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another in the blood of Jesus Christ. The Son cleanseth us from all sin. If we walk in the light, which God is light, we will come in the right fellowship with one with another. And see, we cannot, we cannot come into fellowship with our brothers and with our sisters. We can't come into that right relationship and fellowship if we are not brought into the light. And see, let me say it like this. If, uh, if for example, if Brother David was here and, and I was going through something, I was, I was facing something, or somebody else, Brother Jackie or, or anybody, and I was really going through a hard time in my life, I was going through a battle or a trial, whatever it may be, if I'm wearing a mask, if my pride is so high above where it needs to be, if I'm not walking in the right relationship, how is Brother Jackie, how is Brother David, how is any of my other brothers going to know that I am facing a battle? They won't. Why? Because I'm hiding it. I'm covering it up by wearing a mask. And see, people like that wear masks, they go all these years and all this time wearing those masks and holding on and hiding all those things and they wonder why their anxiety is to the roof. They wonder why their uh, blood pressure is to the roof. They wonder why they're having panic attacks and, and all these things. They wonder why they're going to the doctor more and more and more. And it's simply because you need to take the mask off. It's that simple. Be who God called you to be. It's that easy. Why is it that we as followers and we as a church, why is it that we make this thing so complicated? It is not complicated. Just serve the Lord, trust in Him, love Him with all your heart, and keep His commandments. 
That's it. And all these other things will be added unto you. It's not hard. And see, we make it hard. And why or why why we want to keep ourselves covered, I don't understand. But I will show you this. It's because of the next thing. The reason we wear masks is because we're scared of being rejected. That is the biggest thing. One of the biggest things, the reason we wear masks, is because we are scared of being rejected. We are a generation, more so now than ever, of wanting acceptance from others. We want to be accepted. We want that feeling of being loved. We want that feeling of, of being wanted and being needed. And we don't want to be rejected. So we cover up all of our insecurities. We cover up all of the things that we uh, hide and keep from being exposed. We hide all these things because we want to be accepted. We don't want to be rejected. Proverbs 29 and 25. The fear of man. When we are in a fear of being rejected, we have a fear of man. We say, what do you mean fear of man? Because we are scared of what, um, what men think, what men may do, what men uh, may say. We have a fear of man bringeth us there, but whoso, here it is, but whoso putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. If you've got Jesus Christ, who else do we need? God is all. God and you make up the majority. We don't want people to see what we are because we are scared of their disapproval. We want to be approved by others. And see, we go, we go all this time and we, we try to impress people. We try to make ourselves look good by the clothes we wear or the way we talk. We talk so sophisticated. And by the house that we have or the cars that we drive, we try to impress people because we don't want to be rejected. We don't want to be disapproved. But I'm going to tell you this one thing. I've gotten to the point in my walk with Christ that I'm going to say this with all humility. With every bit of love I've got in my heart. When I was growing up, I had a mom, I had a dad. Of course, they divorced at a young age. I was only four. But with my dad, I never got that great job, son. I'm proud of you. I knew you could do it. I knew you're, you're, you're on my side, or I'm on your side, or I've had faith in you. I believe in you. I never got that from my dad. My dad was always good to us. I didn't grow up abusive, uh, alcohol, drug-related, or nothing like, nothing like that. But I needed something from him. I needed something that, that showed me that I was somebody. I was, you know, important. I could do things. I, I was great at what I did. And I wanted to feel that acceptance. But as long as we hold on to being disapproved by man, we will never feel like we're accepted by God because we're so focused on what, what man thinks. Yeah. I'm getting quiet on me. I'm getting ready to preach. I'm just, I'm, I'm just now fired up. I'm going to tell you this. That I've gotten to the place in my walk that when I need something from the Lord, I don't care about position. I don't care about titles. I don't care about what I am and what people think I am. I'm going to tell you, even me as a 
pastor, if I need a touch from the Lord, if I need a move from the Lord, if I need my breakthrough from the Lord, whether I'm a pastor or not, I don't care. Now, again, I'm going to say with all love, with all humility, I don't care what you think I did. I don't care what you think I may have said. I don't care what kind of image it may give me. If I need something from the Lord, I'm going to the altar. I'm going to lay myself before the Lord. I don't care what it makes me look like. I don't care if I get approved by man. I want to be approved by God. And see, the thing about it is we go all day long, all the time, wondering about, well, what, is, what do they think about me? What are they saying about me? What are they going to do if I do this? I'm going to tell you, since I've been passing this church, I have preached certain messages that God has upon my heart, and God has shown me who needs to come to the altar. I could have went several times and grabbed you by the hand and pulled you to the altar. But I also know what the Bible says. It's by the drawing of the Spirit Amen. that draws men. Yes. So God didn't tell me to do it. But, I, but what I'm trying to say is, I've seen so many people that God will put on my heart that need to come to the altar because of what they may be facing or a breakthrough that, 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 that they need. But they will sit there and sit there and sit there. And it's simply because of approval. They are wondering if what they're going to do will be accepted. They're wondering if what they're going to do is, is, is it going to make them look a certain way. Well, what are they going to think about me? What, what, what if I cry? Well, what if Scott rolls and runs down my nose? What about, who cares? Why do you want to put so much energy into people that don't even care nothing about you? Why are you want to put all your energy and time and investing and money and all into the time to approve yourself to people who, who does not hold a key, does not have a place for you in your destiny? God has your key. God has the way. God has the way to your purpose and your provision and all the things and the blessings in your life. Not man. And I'm going to tell you what. We're trying to prove ourselves to people who are far more messed up than we are. And I know that sounds hateful. I know that sounds kind of rude. But I'm being honest with you. We're trying to make ourselves approved and accepted by people who, at the end of the day, what do they really matter? When are we going to come together? And when are we going to take the mask off. And quit worrying about what man thinks. Quit worrying about what people think. What society thinks. What kind of an image we have. I'm not, I don't care about an image. I don't care about what people think. All I know is I'm hungry. I want to serve God. I want to worship God. If it calls me to be snot-nosed. If it calls me to scream out and cry. If it calls me to stay here all night. I don't care what you think. Because I'm going to tell you what. I want my heart, I want my family to be in the right standing, in the right relationship. And now that I'm a pastor over this church, you become 
uh, like family to me, and I want you all to be in the right relationship. I don't want you to have to feel like you have to come in and wear spiritual masks. I don't want you to feel like you have to hide yourself behind the pew every Sunday because you're scared of what, what, what people may think. Well, and see, that's a lot of things right there is that people are scared of what, well, what if they find out that I've been hiding this? What if they find out that I'm really like this, but I act like this? What will happen if they find out the truth? side of me. I'm going to tell you this one thing. If people are going to look at you and judge you for the way you are and the, and, and the way you come out because you're seeking deliverance, you're seeking a breakthrough because you want to serve God and because you have a hunger for God, if those people that are over here, if they judge you, if they point fingers at you, they ought to be two steps behind you in the altar because they don't have that relationship. They are wearing masks themselves and are too prideful to save. So we are trying to be approved of. We're trying to feel like we are accepted. But here's how you overcome that. It's found in Daniel 10, 19. It said, O man greatly beloved, fear not. Peace be unto thee. Be strong. Yea, be strong. And when he had spoken unto me, I was strengthened and said, Let my Lord speak, for thou hast strengthened me. All we have to do is call upon the name of the Lord, and he will strengthen us. And the Bible says, wait upon the Lord, and we shall receive our strength. Yes. Psalms 56 and 11, in God have I put my trust. And here is the part of acceptance. If we just put our trust in God, if we put our focus and our vision in all of us towards the Lord, watch what Psalms 56 and 11 says. It says, in God have I put my trust. I will not be afraid of what man can do unto me. If me and God make up the majority, I'm not worried about if you accept me, if you like me, or if what I do pleases you. I am here for one purpose and one purpose only. That is to come into this house and serve my Lord and to get what I need for myself and my family. And I was, that's the mentality we all should have is that we all come in here with one mind and the, and the spirit of unity that we all come in and put all the garbage aside, take our mask off and throw them in the garbage and come in here and say Lord here I am here I am all busted disgusted all screwed up and messed up Lord here I am fully exposed I've done taking my mask off I done threw everything out the window what would you have for me pour it out on me Lord Why do we want to cover ourselves? Why do we want to hide ourselves when God already knows? Why are we so, again, focused on what people think when at the end of the day, they're not going to be there to help you get to you where you have got to go? And fourthly and lastly, one reason we wear masks is because we're afraid of being hurt. We, we tend to shun ourselves because we're scared to open ourselves up to people because we're scared of being hurt. 
How many times have you been hurt through a family uh, situation or friendship that you thought didn't go right and they left you hurt and left you emotionally scarred? And like I said uh, several times, the worst hurt that we all can experience, and that's church hurt. Something about church hurt just seems to hurt worse. And we come in and, and we finally find a church that we feel the spirit of the Lord and we feel his presence. We enjoy the worship. We enjoy the preaching. And we finally get starting to get good rooted into the services and into the church. And then somebody with a mask on comes and hurts me. Because they are hiding things. They're not uh, happy with the walk they're in. They're not happy with their life. They think people ought to be miserable just like them. And so they hurt me. And what do I do? I leave, I go to another church. Same thing. I enjoy the singing, the preaching, I love the service, I love the pastor, I love all these things. But then somebody comes and hurts me again. And then I bounce and I bounce and I bounce and I bounce. Because people keep hurting me and hurting me and hurting me. But I want to, to remind you of this, that we are still living on earth. We are not in heaven yet. People are set to hurt people. People are going to be placed in our path to hurt us or try to hurt us. But it's what we do with that hurt that is important. We can either let it cut us, we can let it bury us, we can let it throw us off track, but we can take that as I'm in the right place because people are trying to hurt me. I must be in the right place that God wants me to be because the devil don't like where I'm at. The devil don't want me here. So he's setting these little snares. He's setting these little traps in my path to try to, to, try to stop me, try to hold me back. But I'm going to take this hurt that you're throwing at me. I'm going to take all the darts and all these things that you're trying to throw at me. And I'm going to sit and sack them up and all the things that devil that you have placed in my path as stumbling stone. I'm going to set them on top of one another and they're going to be my stepping stone. I'm going to use them as my stepping stone. I'm going to come into a place where I don't care what you think. I'm finally coming into a place I don't care what you see me as or this image that you have placed upon me or this label that you have labeled me with. I've come in here to serve Christ. I've come in here for my instruction. I've come in here to be blessed. Take the mask off for once, my Lord. Here's the problem. Here's the problem with hurt. If you don't know what to do with hurt, and again, like I said, it's what you do with the hurt. You can allow it to build you up and to grow you stronger and closer. But if you hold on to that hurt, what it will eventually do it will eventually strangle all the love that you have in your heart. You can be the most loving person that church has ever seen, but if you allow hurt to settle in, if you allow hurt to keep building up into your heart and into your spirit, it will turn you into a hateful person. It will strangle every bit of life and love that you have in your heart. It will, it will shrink your heart. And not only will it shrink your heart, it will harden your heart, and eventually you'll have a heart of stone. A heart of stone. And the more and more people hurt you, and you've already got a heart of stone, you're thinking, I can't be hurt no more. But then what's going to happen is when you start having that hardened heart, and then you try to keep yourself from being hurt again, what did you do? You start building walls. You start building barriers. You start building surroundings. And the more hurt that comes by your way, the higher the walls get. And next thing you know, you feel isolated. 
You feel all alone because you done built that wall so high and so deep. Nobody can see you. Nobody even knows you're there. Nobody even, and you feel like nobody cares about you because you, nobody is there to even be there because you have put yourself in a place. You have isolated yourself and you have covered yourself with the biggest mask because you are scared of being hurt. But if we don't let it go, Ecclesiastes 5.17 All his days also he eateth in darkness and he hath much sorrow and wrath with his sickness. It will kill you. It will eventually kill you if you allow hurt, if you allow bitterness, anger, anxiety, if you let all that come up in your heart, if you don't let it go, it will eventually kill you. People are calling themselves to an early grave simply because they have got a mask over their face and over their spirit because they don't want to show their true self. They put themselves in an early grave because they allow all this to come in and stay in. When here's the truth, all you have to do is surrender yourself to the Lord. Surrender yourself to Almighty and take off that mask and say, God, wash me with your precious blood. Wash me and, and, and cleanse me, Lord. And then when we walk away, we leave that mask on the altar. And when we walk away, we are a new creation. And we have a, a transformed mind. Ezekiel 36 and 26. This is how you overcome being afraid of hurt. Ezekiel 36, 26, I'm closing. A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you, and I will take away the stone and heart out of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh. Basically what he's saying is I'll give you a heart transplant. When our, heart, when our heart has been beaten, when our heart has been stabbed so many times with hurt, with words, and with, and with and anger from others, God's saying, if you just trust in me, if you will allow me to, I will come in, I will put you a new heart, I will give you a, a, a new spirit on the inside of you. Why do we want to be, why do we want to be masked? Why do we want our image to be covered up that God has created us. When we finally come to the place that we are tired of going through what we are going through, tired of facing all the things that we are facing, and put all of our trust in the Lord, then God can come in and restore us. Let's see, we put our focus and all of our energy towards people that we forget what God says about us. We forget what the word of God says. We've even got this image of what people think we ought to be. People think we go all of our walk in our, in our, in our uh, relationship that we have this uh, mentality, well, I have to be like this, or I should walk like this, or I should talk like this. And we, we put so much, again, so much energy towards that that we forget what the Bible says. The Bible says that I was fearfully and wonderfully made, that I am the head and not the tail. I am above and not beneath. I am somebody. I was created in his image. 
I have the royal blood running through my veins. I'm the apple of his eye. He knows every hair accounted on my head. He's already got a place waiting for me when I get there. He said, I'll go prepare a place for you. He walks before me. He's the, he's the rose of Sharon. He goes before me in Psalms 23. He walks the valley of shadow of death before me. He goes and prepares a table in the presence of my enemies. My God, it will be there. My God has not forsaken me. My God will always be with me. Amen. Amen. Let's all stand this morning. If you want to come and prepare one more song. If you need prayer this morning. Whatever it may be, it's physical, emotional, uh, spiritual, whatever it may be, these altars are open. But I pray this one thing, that we all remove the mass that is keeping us from having what we are called to do and having that right relationship with God. You don't have to be disguised anymore. You don't have to cover anymore. God already knows. God already sees. Now it's only our time to trust him and allow him to be God in our life. Let's worship the Lord as my wife sings a song. Sister Barrett, I love you. So good to see you this morning. We're going to keep praying for you.